When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. War Report family, what's up, man? It's your man Ike Jones, Mike G in here. You all y'all know we couldn't let too much time go past without doing this. I don't know how many of y'all are up this early or even paying attention to what is going on on the War Report, but I do know that you have heard the news by now. Bo Nix deciding to hit the transfer portal. Listen. Uh, I'm going to let Mike G jump in here, but I'm going to say this to everybody. And I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again today now that it's official to everybody claiming that we manufactured rumors that this was a possibility. I just Mm. don't know. I don't know what to say. Listen, that's not a narrative. We, We have been in the business of doing this now for almost three years, two and a half years, right? Not one time have we come on here and spread a rumor. Not once. Yeah. yeah. Until we hear something definitively, you will never hear us say anything. Or unless the player themselves, in this case, Bo Nix, leaves that door open, then we have that conversation. Otherwise, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, let's recap, right? So um, after uh, after uh, a game, a reporter asked Bo if he was... Um, going to return. He was 100% going to return to Auburn, and I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, uh, I think the question was, so du- it was actually during the Iron Bowl, um, okay. the sideline reporter said, asked uh, if Bo Nix, if we would see him next year in this game. Right. And he said that he was evaluating his options and focusing on recovery, which obviously opened the door to speculation that he may not be returning. Uh, During that time, there was a lot of speculation by people that, hey, um, there was the camp, Ike, that thought there's no viable option for him other than to return Mm -hmm. rather than transfer in his fourth year. And and that that same camp thought that him going pro was not a possibility either. So uh, we do know that he did evaluate his pro options. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they were bleak, especially coming off an injury. Right, right there. I mean, you've. I mean, only the most special players leave on the tail end of an injury and still try to get drafted. Um, right. Most recently, I can think of uh, Tua did it. Right, but Tua was a Heisman candidate before mm-hmm. he got hurt, and was like the fifth pick overall. Right? right, like when he got taken. So I'm sure that those draft evaluations came back not great. Now, we look at the PFF grades, the pro grades that they give players, and I can tell you, like, he just did not have enough there. There wasn't enough juice there to justify going pro because it's the same stuff that the pro scouts are evaluating when they're deciding whether a player has pro is pro-ready. 
or needs to go back to school for another year. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, when upperclassmen submit um, to the NFL, their application to the NFL for draft evaluation, the general rule of thumb is if you get anything less than a third round grade, go back to school. They used to say second round. Anything less than a second round grade, go back to school. Now, second round is, is, is a little tight. But you know, now it's, hey, if you get anything less than a third round grade, go back to school. So I can only imagine if he tested those waters, he was told this grade is going to come in under third round, which puts you at serious, especially as a QB, at serious risk of not getting drafted at all. Right. Now, and now you sign with an agent, you cannot return to school, so you've cut off options, and um, you can't make a squad somewhere. So uh, he needs to get something on tape that shows a little bit more consistency. I can't stress enough, I wish Bo Nix well. I hope that right. he finds success wherever he goes. It's, I've said that for almost every player. The only player I've really ever had any kind of disdain for that's left has been Big Cat. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, and but I, it's like I didn't have any disdain for him until he made the comments he made, right? Yeah, like I was I was indifferent to that entire situation until he decided to to mention Auburn. Auburn, yeah, and like proactively, like nobody said, "Hey, do you think this team could beat Auburn?" Mm-hmm. He just said, "You've been in the the reporter asked, you've been in the SEC. Do you think that the talent on this team could compete with an SEC school?" He specifically went out of his way and said, "Oh yeah, we could beat a team like." Auburn. Right. So like that is the only reason I introduced any level of disdain for Big Cat. Outside of that, got no beef with anybody. No, no, no. Listen, yeah. I want I want every former Auburn player that leaves Auburn to find whatever it is that they're looking for and have right. success at whatever it is they decide to do next. Well, let's talk about the rest of this timeline because there were a lot of things that happened over the last few days that we were aware of but we did not address. Mm-hmm. So, allegedly there was a meeting uh, between Patrick Nix, Bo, and Harson this past weekend. Right. Um, the characterization of that meeting to me was that it did not go so well for the Knicks camp. Right. And there were certain assurances that were being looked for. Right. And our coach was not willing to provide those assurances. Yeah. Basically, so, they wanted to say, hey, can you guarantee us and in no uncertain terms, that Bo Nix will be a starter next year. And he's like, I, I can't give yeah. you that guarantee. There's going to be an open competition just like every other year. Every other year. And that's not what they wanted to hear. They wanted to hear if he comes back, he's the starter. Which? Again, that's what we're I get, told. I wasn't yeah. in the meeting. Yeah, I wasn't in the meeting. Now, I, you know, I mean, I'll tell you this. We can't even confirm that the meeting actually happened. We only know that people who we trust gave us that information. Correct. Right. Um, there were other content creators out here weeks before, a week before that said that it was official that he was coming back. Right. I was skeptical of that news because nobody that we talked to was giving right. us In that fact, information. The people who I talked to said the opposite. They, yeah, quite nothing the opposite. about what Bo Nix has said has changed. He is right. still evaluating all of his options. Like never got anything other than, yeah, man, we don't know. I mean, it's not looking good. Yeah. Now, Still left that alone. Yeah. Right? So through all this, now we left all this alone. We didn't share all this information with you guys. Uh, some of it was out there, so some of you may have heard some of this information. Uh, but uh, so much of it in this day and age, Ike, is un- so unverifiable because everybody's got third-party information. Unless you're in the room, everybody's right. got third-party information. Uh, so now 
uh, we come to the decision, right, which I believe is in his best interest, right, to move on from this situation. Right. Um, I think that this system is not necessarily geared to utilize his strengths. And um, there, there is a better situation out there for him with two years of eligibility left to be able to get something on tape um, to get to the next level because that ultimately is his goal, I'm sure, is to play at the next level. Now, Bo Nix has next-level talent. He's right. got next-level arm strength. Right. He's got next-level athleticism. Correct. Right. right. You know, and he needs to play in a system that can showcase that consistently enough for an NFL team to risk millions of dollars on him. Because let me tell you something. The amount of due diligence that these teams put into first and second round draft picks is insane. They know everything you ever did, Ike. Yeah. Now, having been close to people who've gone through the process, uh, they leave no stone unturned in your personal life. They know about the piece of candy you stole when you were five. Um, private investigators, the background research that they do on players that they invest millions of dollars in who are sometimes barely above teenager is insane. So, you know, for a player like Bo, I think that same level of scrutiny went into not necessarily his personal life, but his play. Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, some of the sideline antics, these things come up in these NFL interviews. Tell us about, you know, if you're trying to figure out whether a guy is a good culture fit for your team, because you can take him first round, but if he comes in and he ruins your locker room, that's a problem. Right. Right, because he's not the only guy in there. There are other guys who you've invested millions of dollars in as well, too. Um, they take all that into account. I just don't think it was favorable, or he'd be, or he'd be gone. This announcement would be about him going pro. Right. Now, um, again, can't stress enough. Definitely wish Bo the best, but I am super ready to move on from this storyline. So I know we'll have to talk about it Wednesday when BSC are on. But after, beyond that, I'm ready to talk about the guys who are here and the competition that will ensue for the starting quarterback position at Auburn University moving forward. Right. So I'm going to grab the super chat, and then we're going to jump back into a couple of things here. So first and foremost, Devin, appreciate the super chat. Bo, I can deal with. I just hope Tank is a rumor. Um, let me address that. Um, mm. I, I don't know. Again, I'm going to say the same thing I said about Bo Nix until Tank says it out of his mouth then everything is a rumor to me, right? Like, of course, we hear things. Mm -hmm. I, until, until I said this yesterday about Bo Nix, and somebody said maybe uh, Bo watched your live from last night. Tank could end all of the speculation right now if he wanted to. If he wanted to. If he wanted to come out right now and say, I appreciate everything that Auburn's done for me, but I'm entering my name into the transfer portal, he could do that today. He could do the exact opposite, either through back channels or directly out of his own mouth, say, listen, all of this tank is transferring stuff is garbage. Uh, like, he could do that himself. And until he does that, the conversation is fair because there are a lot of people that are speculating that that's a possibility, right? And some of those people happen to be connected to tank. So... I don't know. I don't know what's happening other than what I've heard. I've heard some of the same things that you all have. And until Tank makes it official, I don't I don't even really want to entertain the conversation other than, listen, I, I want Tank to do whatever he feels like is best for him and his professional endeavors post-college. Right. Uh, outside of that, I, I, I have to say this definitively. 
I've said this off air, and this is probably, I've said it a little bit on air. I need y'all to stop feeling like the war report has the power to get people fired, benched, transferred. We don't, we don't have, we're, this corner of the universe that our little ripple in the pond you think is is going and, and creating, you know, tidal waves on the other side in seismic way. That's just not how it works. Nobody's watching the war report and saying to themselves, hmm, you know what? I didn't think, I, I thought Bo was a pro caliber quarterback before I listened to Mike and Ike talk about him. Now I want him benched and I'm going to go to games and boo him. Nobody's doing that. Yeah, nobody's doing nobody's that. Nobody's doing that, man. Like, y'all got to stop trying to make it seem like because you guys looked at his film and didn't like what he did, that somehow we're responsible for him transferring. If that's the case, and I will say this, and I do not normally say things like this on camera. If that is the case, and someone looked at the war rapport and said, those guys don't like how I'm playing, and this is not limited to Bo Nix, and they then decide, I don't want to play for Auburn because the war rapport doesn't like how I played football that day, please don't play football anymore. You're not ready for whatever media attention you're going to get at the professional level. If that is what you feel, because I've never said anything other than what was about what the film said and what that person's play said. And if you ha- if you take umbrage with what people say about your play, play better. Right. That's it. Right. Cam Newton said it in the reverse. If you don't like me celebrating in the end zone, stop me from getting in there because I'm going to celebrate. If you don't like the war report saying things about poor play, don't play badly. That's really it's as simple as that. And if for some reason that upsets your fragile sensibilities and you no longer want to play for Auburn University because the war report, I don't know what to tell you because I'm not going to stop doing it. You know, Tank Bixby's mom made a comment on uh, our guy Jay Hall that's made easy on Instagram's post um, where he put out the tank transfer thing. And she responded and she said, you know, fans spread more lies and start more uh, expletive than anything else. Right. And I didn't know how to take that. Um, that's his mother speaking there. A lot of people mm-hmm. responded to her um, just saying, hey, you know, um, uh, uh, what does this mean? Like, you know, everybody's like, wait, does that mean that the transfer rumors are fan True made up? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, like or what's yeah. going on? But it did not, it added more ambiguity to the situation than it did clear anything else up, right? So, like, I'm not quite sure what that meant. If that was right. meant to clear something up, um, you know, I'd probably get some clarification later uh, uh, this, uh, later this, later today. Um, but, you know, ultimately, to your point, right, like, you know, the idea, you know, I mean, outside of just the war report in general, I just think the idea that the fans play a role in the decisions these players make about how they're being used on the field is completely stupid, right? Um, These guys are making decisions about um, their NFL futures, ultimately their football futures. Right. Um, You know, when things are going well on the field, uh, everything's hunky-dory. When things are not, right, and the storylines are not about your good play, it brings a lot of other things into light. And that is true everywhere you play football 100 percent. so bo tank you know um tank i tank i think hurts i don't think that you can look at a tank bigsby transfer and um 
uh, uh, you know, um, I don't think you could look at a tank transfer and think, you know, hey, we got better with tank transferring. You know, um, I mean, that's that's left to be seen. I have no idea what kind of leap Jarquez Hunter is going to make year one to year two. I don't know what kind of athlete Damari Austin can be as a freshman. Like, I don't know that we can say definitively anything got worse. What we mm-hmm. well, what we can't what we can say is we lost a lot of talent. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of experience. It's a lot of experience to go out the door uh, with with Tank Ambo. Um, now. Right. Um, ultimately, I think this coach needs to hit the reset button on a lot of things. I think that he's going to do that. Um, and apparently this meeting was the start was a bit was a start of that for this team. It's also a huge signal to your other players as well, too, that you're in control. Yeah. Now the net the a narrative that we have not touched at, on at all is is that there has been some puppetry going on behind the scenes in terms of this program. I've not been willing to touch it. Uh, I'm still not really going to touch it, other than to say um, this uh, may clear some of that up with this coach as well too. Because in year two, he is he's coaching for his job to some extent. I, I don't think I, I don't think he can have another six and six season. No, and survive it, right? I just don't. Um, uh, not it, unless, it'll be very difficult. Like it's gonna have to be. Those six wins would have to include Georgia and Alabama on the well, road. Well, I mean, not even like, that, but it, like they have to be like you guys played your like it has to be the Bama game like in reverse though, like where Bama only scored ten points and then we come back to almost beat them and then we lose in overtime. Like it's got to be those kind of losses where it's like it's not clear if the coaching was the issue, right? Like, yeah. if the coaching looks like the issue, then I don't know that he survived. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to address something because you clearly want attention, so I'm going to give it to you. This whole thing, this is flat stupid. This is just as dumb as the uh, uh, Gus, how many times Gus beat Saban argument, right? Um, the, the truth is, is, is that if... You know, I'm no pro, spout, no pro scout is looking at Bo and saying, well, he beat Bama, so he must be ready to go pro, right? Now, how many times did Bo beat Bama? Once? Twice, I think. Twice? Yeah. Twice, right? In that first one. Mm, no, only once. One, once? He's Because, okay, he's a junior. He beat him his 2019, year. Right? right, yeah. 2020, yes. we got whooped. 2021, we got whooped, right? Um, right, so uh, then he didn't play in the 2021 game. So. Correct, yeah, so once in a game where we did not score enough points offensively to win that game. Mac Jones, in his first start, outplayed our quarterback. So I just don't, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, people are so in their feelings about this thing. And I'm not surprised, but, you know, what I am looking forward to is being able to move on from this storyline. Because, Daniel, you're going to have to find something else to scream about the wind about. In, well, in, what's going to happen is whoever the next quarterback is, everyone who feels like we were unfair to Bo is just going to be railing against that quarterback. That, that Look, quarterback, oh, yeah. They, ha- they, they had two incomplete passes. They're awful. See, Bo Nix would have completed those two passes. Like, it's just everything is going to be, you guys wanted this. This is what you got. And, and we would have been better off if Bo had been here. So the next yeah. quarterback is not going to get any fairness whatsoever from anyone who loved Bo. I yeah. get it. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, again, what they're accusing, I just I just hope you have the same energy 
for the next starting quarterback. Because I 100% will have the same, same energy, energy for the next for, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Please man. believe, whoever the next starter is for Auburn University, if they go out there and they I don't play, play like well, that. they're going to have to, if they are a person that goes and listens to YouTube, they're going to have to hear me get on here and be like, yo, that wasn't it. That right? wasn't it, right? So, you know, we're talking, we're, there, are lots of, um, there are lots of different media sources out there that are reporting this from different angles. You know, um, this has been about... You know, our channel has always been about the fan perspective. How do the fans feel? You guys have been pretty divided on how you feel about Bo. There are the, there's the contingent that love him and just think he's always one step away from you know that next thing, right? And then there's the contingent that you know that have are just ready uh, um, to move on from this. Now right. the truth now the truth is is that his leash has been longer than any other quarterback in Auburn history that's played this inconsistently. Yeah. Right? You know, and for for the for you know, a little Auburn history lesson, we've only had one four-year starter in the hi- whole history of Auburn football. And when I say four-year starter, I mean somebody who has started just about every single game for four years. It just hasn't happened, right? Because you either don't, you you play well and you go pro, right? Or you're not playing well enough and you get benched for somebody. Or else. you don't start as a freshman, right? Like Correct. there are very few people who come in and start as a freshman and leave still starting as yeah. a senior. Playing four years is usually not a good signal that it's going the way that you want it to go, right? right? Now Jason Campbell played for four years, but he's not considered a four year starter. He's not. He did not play enough his freshman and sophomore years to be considered a full year. So he split significant time with Daniel Cobb. Right. Right. And it wasn't he didn't get a, he didn't solidify the job until going into the 2003 uh, midway through the 2003 season. So, you know, you got to look back on it and you got to think to myself, I'm like, man, I've just never seen the fan base this split over one player. Never. I don't remember ever having these conversations. And I, all the thing, only thing I can come up with is, is that it's not just about football. Because all those other players that we've talked about, they've been judged solely on the merits of what they've accomplished on the field. Right. Nobody made excuses for them. It was just either, man, if you remember the, 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 the vitriol and the hate that Jason Campbell got, right? Right, because we were on campus during that time. Yeah, and that was just all about his play. Right. You know, and I always thought eh, like he was he was inconsistent during that time. Now, the four different coordinators in four years certainly hurt him. Um, we were not quarterback you during that time either. Um, right. You know, the 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 uh, Hugh Nall, Steve, the Ensminger offense, the thing in 2003 that was a complete disaster. I'm glad our coach moved on from that pretty quickly. Um, they they recognize that. And then the guy Al Borges is in here and he did not put out eye-popping numbers, but he learned how to manage the game and make the right plays. A lot of people were hopeful that Bo could make that kind of transition, jump, transition, yeah. right? Um, and I, I pointed out that his mechanic, Jason didn't have the same kind of mechanical problems that Bo had. And like, you know, it was to him, it was just about understanding system and reading defenses. Bo had fundamental issues that they were try- still trying to fix well into his junior year in football. Now, you can blame previous coaches. You can bring a lot of people for that stuff. But at the end of the day, um, it is, um, it is a, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it was, I think it was just time for him to move on and find a system. He's got two years left. 
Yeah. Right. He's got two years left to play in college football. And I, I still think if he can find a good system with with more solid factors around him, he can produce the consistency needed to, to get a serious look at the next level. Right. But it was true. This quarterback needed. What felt like perfect conditions. Right. To perform like that, well sometimes. And, and, and that's the thing that frustrates me about the criticisms that. um the other players around Bo Nix receive so freely, right? Nobody had any issues criticizing a wide receiver or an offensive lineman and still feeling as if they were in support of Auburn University, right? Our offensive line got beat the shit. All all the time. Consistently, people were telling them how terrible Terrible they they were. And still saying how terrible they are. But nobody accuses people who bash the offensive line of not being good fans. Yeah, I don't but remember. But if you, you say s- something about Bo Nix, now all of a sudden you hate Auburn. And, like, I just don't understand that, like, are offensive <laughs> linemen not players for Auburn? Yeah, like, I don't, man, listen. Do, do, they, do they just go grab random people off the street that are not Auburn players to play offensive lines? So, therefore, it's fair game to have something to say about the offensive line, but not fair game to say something about the quarterback. Conversely, there are some of the same people who will tell you it's the offensive line's fault will also say that some other quarterback is bad because if you put pressure on them, they're going to fold. So that's on that quarterback right? for that other team. But if Bo gets pressured, it's the offensive line's Like, I just don't understand. Like, again, this has no- – like, this literally – substitute any other player's name you want to for Bo Nix, I'd have the same. You just haven't. See, here's the problem. You haven't seen it long enough to know that the energy is consistent. You've only seen it with Bo as the starter because we've only been a channel for a few years. Come back next season and you'll (laughs) see it doesn't change. I get this. I give the same energy to the wide receivers that I do to the offensive line, that I do to the quarterback, that I do to the running back, that I do for the deep. Everybody gets the same energy from me. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me what the name is on the back of the jersey. If it says Auburn on the front, I've got something to say yeah, about the play. I, I'll tell you this, too. Their parents have the same kind of energy as well, too, about their play. They're very realistic about their play. I, I talk to them weekly about um, you know things that they're doing, their kids on the field. Uh, you know, I, I take a lot of their feedback in terms of um, you know, how we you know evaluation. Right, because they're sitting there and they're part all these players have a camp. Like they yeah. um they've got a camp and their camp is trying to figure out the best course of action um for for them. So when they get on the field and you know, one of the things that we talk about often is um some some players like Bo, they got they get he gets many chances to figure it out. Uh, uh the reality for a lot of other players is they will not get as many chances to Figure out. I mean, it's it's it sucks. The, the the environment that this created for the next quarterback sucks, right? right. Because he's not going to get the same leash. He's not going to get as much time to figure it out. And the same excuse. Everybody who has this energy for the the guy going out will not have that same energy At for all. the guy coming in. I yeah, promise you that. It's, it's going to flip on its head where it's now all of a sudden the quarterback can do no right unless they yeah, are a correct. Heisman candidate. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like, you know, I I hope that, you know, um, I in, in a perfect world, everybody would get four years like Jason Campbell did to figure it out that culminates in an undefeated season. 
Right. The truth is the business that is college football will not wait that long. No, not to figure it out. The way the transfer portal exists today, the way these kids are coming out of high school ready to play day one, you've got one, maybe two years. Years to figure it out. And that's it, bro. Right. And and if you get a second year, it's because year one was either super promising and everything crumbled around you, or you were killing it that year and you still have a year of eligibility left. Now, go back and look at the quarterbacks recently who have done well uh, in our league alone. They have either come out the gate playing at an acceptable level or they figured it out by year two. Yeah. Right? Any quarterback in our league who hasn't figured it out by year two um, has found the bench. Who was the guy? Costello? KJ Costello? Mm-hmm. He came out and threw for 600 yards in Mike Leach's game one. And Mike Leach's debut. And, and was f- benched before the end of the season. <laughs> Will Rogers. Three games, three games yeah. later, he found the bench. Yeah. 600 yards he threw for in his debut and found the bench. I think it was three games later I went back, and they were at least splitting time by the third game. Yeah. Now, in year two, look what Will Rogers did. Right. Right? So, you know, what excuses were being made, right? Like, I'm just telling you, uh, uh, we, we, had, we just watched a guy win the Heisman in spite of the weakest O-line Bama has seen. Right. In a decade, and they were in the bottom half of the league in pass protection. Right. And he won the Heisman Trophy. And he won the Heisman Trophy. Again, but again, no one's applying the Heisman standard. I've never, never applied the Heisman standard to Bo Nix. Not one. And I've I've challenged people who've told me this on Twitter, on Instagram, on comments. And are you go find any clip, just one clip where I've said anything that was not directly related to the play of Bo Nix and was imploring fans to boo or I've said had any unfair criticism of, please go find the clip, send it to me, and I will recant that I've never said that. Yeah, now I'll I'll tell you this though, Ike. I will say this. After Georgia State, um, I thought, that and this is the only time I've ever really campaigned for TJ Finley. Well, I thought that Finley deserved a shot. Yeah. To prove that he could do it. The coaches yeah. now, saw I, otherwise. I, and and yeah. I disagreed with both both you and Brian were like, I think, and I was like, yeah, I don't that didn't prove anything to me that far. I we so again, you yeah. can't <laughs> categorize the war report as having that opinion. We disagree about a lot of stuff on yeah. here. Y'all after, just like to run with stuff. Yeah, reason. after after LSU, after Georgia State going into LSU, I thought, you know, maybe um TJ Finley um Deserved a shot. But the, the truth was, the way that they managed the quarterback room this year, mm-hmm. um, they they needed to stick with Bo. And they kept that same energy after TJ got hurt in the Iron Bowl as well, too. It was very consistent. They didn't run right. to the backup. They left a hurt QB out there before they would go to the backup, right? That's something I hope cha- changes, right? right. Um, I've talked to some people directly related to, you know, quarterbacks who said that, you know, hey, in that Iron Bowl, it would have been nice if, TJ could have come out of that game because he was clearly not even 80%. Right? So, uh, you know, and I think TJ would have appreciated that too. It's it's definitely a team sport, you know, um, but being out there and and having to he-man it out, we give way too much credit for that, man. Like, at the end of the day, I, I respect toughness. I respect what Bo did versus Mississippi State. But was it the best thing for the team? No. Yeah. It was not. It wasn't even the best thing for Bo. 
Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, could you, like I said, come to find out he's playing on a broken, broken ankle. ankle. He should right, have been like on the that. bench three drives earlier. We're celebrating yeah. toughness, but that's not toughness that the game should require. Play on yeah. a broken ankle? He was never going to win that game for us, right? Yeah. Save his ankle and then give us a chance to win. Both things could have been true in that game. Yeah, right? and again, said the exact same thing with TJ. No reason he should have been playing that long into the Bama game. Just, so, just none. So as a fan base, we have to get... We have to become accustomed to the idea that m- more than one guy needs to be able to do the job here. Your backups need to be just as good as your starters because when we are sold in the offseason that there was an actual race, that has to be true at some point. There right. was a race for the job, and the guy who won it just barely won it. Gus tried to sell us that every single year, right. only for us to find out that the backup was not even, should, don't even belong in the SEC. Right. Right. And then the one that he had that was actually SEC worthy, he let walk for a true freshman that ended up accomplishing not much here in terms of yeah. wins. Right. Like, Listen, so it is what it is, man. Like I said, we, we can debate numbers all we want to, um, but I think context is important around those numbers. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, uh, uh, it's, 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 I just think it's very interesting. Um, uh, that, you know, we're here. But now I, I think that, you know, even even if you were a fan of Bo, um, in my opinion, you should be a bigger fan of Auburn. So everybody should be happy to move on from this. Yeah, listen, right? and, and I think you can you can wish Bo well and still root for uh-huh. whoever the next player is player that is, plays yeah. the position. Like, I just 100%. don't understand how that would not be. And, and again, let me let me make this clear. I don't have a person who I'm rooting for to win this job. I think, and I've been consistent on this, that Demetrius Davis, Davis has the yeah. highest ceiling of anyone in the quarterback room right now. Right. This has never been about TJ Finley. And I think TJ Finley has tremendous arm talent. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I think DD has a better a higher ceiling. Now, I don't know what DD's floor is because he hasn't played yet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a ceiling, so the potential to play. I think Holden um, Gariner has a tremendous ceiling. Like I've seen the arm talent. I don't know what his floor is yet because I haven't seen him play a game in, in college, right? I've seen TJ Finley play college games. So I have a relative idea of what his floor is, and I have a relative idea of what his ceiling is. So of those things he's the known quantity so that's or the known entity so that's what everybody's basing there we're going to be terrible because I don't I don't like what I've seen from TJ yet I don't know that TJ's had enough reps to have like a definitive yeah you can't say, you, about you can't make a judgment on TJ based on what we've seen like there was a whole contingent of people after South Carolina that said see this is why he didn't start and I'm like no I don't I don't think it was it, the whole quarterback scenario it wasn't managed in a way I think where he would have been put in a good position before this, right? And so that's part of the reason why we haven't seen DD yet. Now I've seen, I've heard a lot of complaints about this, right? Why haven't we seen DD? Why haven't we seen DD? Right. Um, you know, I I think they're being very careful and judicious with that situation because they understand he could be the quarterback of the future as well, too. So before you throw him out there and ruin him, you play the guy who already has experience starting in the SEC and has won games behind center in the SEC, right? At LSU, not at Auburn, but still. And should you so happen to find yourself in the good fortune where 
this spring, let's say, you know, hypothetically, TJ has a great bowl game. And we go into the spring with him having something, a win on, under his belt on tape. And then you have a talented freshman who's been in your system for a year and understands what the expectations are. Right. Right. That should give him a significant leg up on anybody that's coming in unless those people play out of their minds. Good. Right. Right. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to have an amazing spring um, and just display some abilities that we haven't seen here. I'm going to I'm not going to grab a lot of these comments because mm-hmm. a lot of them are just kind of people arguing and saying stuff that is either directed towards one another or yeah. miscategorizing things that we've said. And I don't have any energy for that. But I will grab uh, Keith Kyle's comment here says, do y'all think Bo and Tank would would be leaving if Bo never got hurt and we went eight and four? I think this is a fair question to entertain here. We don't have a lot of time left here. Uh, once again, you are watching the War Report. If you're late to the party, Bo Nix um, has decided to enter the transfer portal. Speculations about Tank Bixby as well. Again, I'm not going to entertain a lot of speculation. But do you do we think, Mike, that eight and four season, Bo never gets hurt, either or both of those guys remain? Yes, I, th- I think that it's a possibility that they still leave, and and I'll tell you why. Um, before weeks before South Carolina, when we were talking about the schedule and before Bo got hurt, I said I said. B disagreed with me. I said, listen, I don't think South Carolina is a gimme game the way we're playing. The second half collapses may look different, but they were happening before Bo got hurt. Truth. Yeah, right? I started with Ole Miss. Yeah, they were happening before Bo Well, it, we Bo didn't got collapse hurt. against Ole Miss. It's just the offense didn't really produce. They, right? Yeah, I mean, three points after the half, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and the only reason we did not, we won that game was because they didn't score after the half either. Right. Um, so our defense did well in second half. I think that was the start of a second of a stretch where we did not allow an offensive touchdown for like six to eight quarters or something like that. Right. Right. So, um, you know, it was it was crazy um, thinking about how well the defense was playing and we lost Texas A&M and, um, you know, we played well against Bama defensively and, you know, we played well enough. And against South Carolina to, to 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 win defensively, if we could have just produced more offense, so right. Uh, uh, I think uh, South Carolina, if if Tank leaves, and again, I, if you missed me saying he's earlier, not officially in the portal yet. Tank he's, is not in the portal, and he can squash all of this speculation himself right now if he wanted to. He could wake up this morning and say. Y'all cut it out. I'm not going anywhere. Or he could say, you know what? It's all true. I'm out of here. And maybe he's waiting for some specific time to to make that. But I will say the moment where the rumblings from beneath the surface seemed to manifest themselves more publicly was South Carolina. Right. He looked visibly frustrated during the South Carolina game for good reason, because he was killing it that game. Right. He should have gotten an opportunity yeah. to take us home. So if you're looking for reasons— Coaching decisions are the reasons that these players are looking elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Bo's decisions we've been talking about since the start of the season. For Tank, um, it's really simple. He's got one more year in college, and then he's gone. Right. Anyway, regardless, he's going to the draft. And I think it doesn't even matter if he sees the field next year or not. Somebody yeah, will he, take a chance He could have gone pro this year if it were legal. Yeah, if he could, they could have allowed him. So, like, you know, yeah. I think— um, Yes, I do think we still end up here because, again, we're at the end here. We're at the end of this, and all the games have been played except for the bowl game. So there are, th- there, are th- there are things that we have not addressed because they were speculation and they were rumor, um, and we didn't want to stir the pot. But 
the choice of Mike Bobo as offensive coordinator, and I try really hard to get behind Bobo because, like I said, once the game starts, I'm just rooting for Auburn. Right. Right? So uh, questioning whether he's the guy or not just seems counterproductive. Now, um, we do have some of you who are in the comments now or will comment after this video that were not Bobo fans from the start of the season. Right. I think you were right. <laughs> right. And, and, yeah. and to categorize us as foolish for saying, let's wait and see, I just don't even understand. Yeah, the I was just worried. I mean, he's here. So, right. like, you know, I'm not going to be doom and gloom the whole season because we hired him. But, right. uh, but if you were skeptical of Bobo, Coming in, you were right. I think that that had probably had the biggest impact on these players' decisions to transfer. Now you're talking about dealing with another guy who you don't know what to expect from that guy. And it may have burned some faith with this coaching staff on who they're going to choose and how that person is going to use them and what they hope is their final year in college football. Tank especially. I mean, he's got one more one more season, and then he should go pro. Um you know, Bo is still trying to get there. He 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 found out this offseason, these last few weeks, that he's got to get something on tape quick, right? To have a chance to go pro. Um, and 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 you know, maybe his 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 ram in the bush uh what is this COVID extra COVID year. He might need it, right, to find his right situation. Uh now he's only gets one freebie, so this next decision has to be a good one. Or he's going to have to sit out a year. And then right. he's going to have been in college for like seven years trying to, try to go pro. So, um, because I still think he can technically transfer somewhere, take a red shirt, and then play that last year. Uh, wherever he goes, again, if it's, if it's another SEC program, there's going to be a competition. There's nowhere that he's going to go in the SEC, maybe Vanderbilt, where he'll be handed the job without a serious competition from an incumbent who is there and knows the system and has better chemistry with the players. So, you know, I think we still do end up here because the problem was not the players. It was the system. Yeah. You know, and the system, what we we're being told was, was, was somewhat forced on this coach. I'm not sure we saw Harson's system this year, guys. I mean, based upon what tape you would see at Boise or at Texas when he was the offensive coordinator, I would say not even close yeah. to his system, at least not his philosophies when it comes to how he wants to attack defenses. Yeah, we got a super chat here. You want to grab a super chat? <laughs> yeah, Renaissance Man 2008 says, do you guys think Bo improved under Harson versus Gus? I think he did, which is why I don't get him transferring. Thank you for the super chat. I will have to agree that I think that there was progress made in Bo Nix's ability to play quarterback this year. Like, he yeah. was always a good athlete with a great arm. He played qu the quarterback position better this season than he did the first two seasons. I don't think that that's deniable. Um, I just think it took him a while to figure out you could marry— Like, I think the LSU game was the first game he woke up and said, I can be a great athlete and a good quarterback at the same time. Prior to that, I think he was just so focused on, they said, I need to stay in the pocket. They said, I need to da-da-da, this and this and that. And he was just trying to be the QB with the good arm this season and show pro scouts that he can play quarterback, that he forgot that his legs were an asset. After the LSU game, I think that woke him up and he was like, oh, wait a minute. I can do both. I can make the great athletic plays and I can make the good throws. Right. If you watched us, you know, again, I don't mean I'm not going to single out anybody in the comments, but if you watched our commentary post the Arkansas game, 
you would see we had a lot of great things to say about Bo Nix and his ability to play quarterback from the pocket because he showed that in that game. So, like, anyone who thinks we're being unfair in criticism isn't giving us credit for the times where we heap praises upon players. Like, I just yeah. don't understand that. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll let you answer that question. Well, so we got uh, Bryson Bridges. He said, y'all don't caught me off guard trying to work and stuff. Next thing I know, the war report is live. Is Austin, Austin Davis. Davis, who we're getting for OC. I have very little information on the next OC choosing. Um, I was told that uh, we made a serious run at Kitley down mm-hmm. at Western Kentucky, and he turned a job down and decided to go to Texas Tech, right, uh, for obvious reasons to him. Uh, so who the next guy up is, you know, is going to be – I don't, you know, we have an offensive head coach, and I think it's important for him to bring somebody in here who will execute his vision of offense because he is an offensive head coach. If you're going to turn it over to somebody else who has a completely different system, then it's got to work, right? And, you know, having, you know, Saban is a defensive head coach. Normally, they're good on defense, or they have been. And the years that they have not, because he is not an offensive guy, he's had to bring in somebody who can just own that side of the ball for the most part. And then he's involved in things like timeout management and like, you know, other things, head coaching responsibilities. Um, Parson, I just expect him. Yeah, and this may sound silly, but at having an offensive head coach, just how, just how I felt under Gus, who we hired at OC should have not been as impactful because they should be executing a version of this offense that Correct. your head coach and, owns. Which is why I was like, okay, I don't, I, I'm not in love with the Bobo hire, but I'm not mad at it because, because Brian Harson is, yeah, right. And I didn't see Brian Harson's f- thumbprint on this offense. I not saw based on what we Mike saw on Bobo. film. Yeah, yeah, I not based Mike on Bobo. Uh, and then Bryson again. Yes, that's exactly why I went back. Sorry, we missed that. Uh, yeah, that was comments. me. I missed it. Yeah. So lots of comments coming in here really quickly. Um, uh, yeah, A. Francis says, news reports say Tank is in the portal. We've addressed this a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, there's reports, but until he's in the portal, yeah. it's it's a non-story. To when me. you say news reports, uh, Francis, is that this morning? Because of as, as of last night, he was not officially in the portal. It was right. only being reported that he is expected to. Right. Hit the portal, right? So, um, you know, uh, things are happening fast here. I appreciate our community for keeping us up to date. Um, uh, and, um, you know, we'll we'll continue to stay on top of this as things come in. Um, uh, these, like, these comments are very interesting. I love hearing from you guys, right? Like, um, I just want to see Auburn do well, Isaac. Yeah, I want to see. I yeah, want to bottom see, line, point blank, period, man. I, I want to see us have a. You know, listen. We we started this entire channel for because we have our love and frustrations with Auburn, and uh, we wanted to share some of that with you all. This is this is therapy for us as much as it is. It's fun, you know, but you know, it's therapeutic for us to get on here and you know air out all of our frustrations and 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 have our joys with you all. Um, as the the season progresses, we're going to do the same thing with um, with basketball. You know, we're going to come in here and we're going to talk and we're going to be happy and we're going to, you know, if we had been on when Virginia double dribbled, we probably would have been on here hurling expletives at the the referees, all of that kind of stuff. Anthony Grant, yeah, we listen. We've seen the reports, but again, until his name is in the portal, 
then it's all speculation to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. So let hear, hear me when I say this, and I will say the same. I said the same thing about every other report that came out about anybody. I'm not saying the information is wrong. I'm saying until it happens, it's not official. Same thing I'm saying about all of these. Who do you think we're gonna get in on on early signing? I don't know until they sign. There, there's a lot of people reporting that this person's gonna sign and this person. I don't know. But until a letter of intent is signed, that that person is not an Auburn Tiger. Yeah. As of today, right now, um, nobody. I mean, he's not. I mean, I'm looking at the portal list right now. He's not in the portal. Yeah. Right. So as of today, the 13th, his name is not on the list as somebody who's in the portal. Yeah. So, Um, you know, maybe that will change by the end of the day. But again, I've said this twice now. I will say it a third time for those who haven't heard me say it. Tank could end all of the speculation by either coming out and publicly saying, yep, this is what I intend to do, or coming out and saying, you guys are tripping. I have no intent whatsoever to transfer. Stop spreading that crap. Until he does, the conversation is fair, but I don't know anything definitively because it's not definite. Right. You know, um, and I'm waiting. Good question, A. Francis Cart says, is Bo in the portal yet? Right? Yeah, like, I mean, right now he's not showing up, but he he announced his decision. Right. He, we no, heard from like him, said, so it Bo doesn't matter. Specifically said himself that no, he intends to transfer. So right now, again, listen, this could literally all change this evening. He could come back out and be like, you know what? I thought about it over the day, and there was a bunch of people who hit me up, and I changed my mind. I'm not going to enter into the transfer portal because listen, the same thing happened last off season. Everybody said that once Gus got fired, that Worm was going to leave and Tank was going to leave and all this kind of stuff. And both of those guys, the the majority of the people who people speculated were definitely gone after Gus left were still playing and uh, and played for Auburn last year, right? So until they say it or until they do it, it's all just speculation. Even if you've got a credible source, I don't care if you're sleeping with somebody's sister who's on the team and they told you everything, but I, I don't. Until they do it, it ain't real. Yeah, It's just speculation, but it's fair to have the conversation again. I'm not telling anybody to stop having the convo. I'm telling you, I don't know. Yeah, there are a couple places where you can go to check the portal by school. Uh, So 247 has like a portal page. um, And as of right now, I don't see Bo's name there and I don't see um, Tank's name there. But we know that Bo, now that could be just an update thing. Right for Bo because he's stated his intention. Um, to your point, um, Tank can state his intention too, and then it won't matter what we see here as long as he states it out loud what he's doing. So um, he has not made a big show about his intent to stay or leave. So that energy is very consistent. That's why I would just wait and see. He has not yeah. made himself a storyline in terms of. Whether he's and going he, to. He, and last year, the same thing. When the speculation was happening, he was going to be transferring. You never heard anything. You from never him. heard anything from him. Yeah, he was the, very The quiet. most you heard was at some point in time, he put up an IG story where he was saying he couldn't wait to see the fans back in the stadium because it was the COVID year and all that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then people were like, oh, well, maybe he's not transferring, right? Like, I don't know. So I don't know what's happening with Tank Bixby. I don't have any direct links to him. I have I've, all I've heard are rumors and speculation. And that's just the most that I could say is we'll see. Yeah, you know, I, I, how many of our offensive linemen do we expect to, to take advantage of the COVID year and come back? Um, how that's many a very can? good question. Um, 
I think literally all of them can. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody had, I think everyone has another year of eligibility should they choose to take it. But, um, because I'm wondering how much that plays into this decision as well to on whether to stay or go, right? Like, um, you've got another year um, and there is a, you know, for for Tank especially, right? I mean, we kind of know the story with Bo. Uh, at this point, he needs an offensive line to do well. Yeah. He's he's not in that segment of talent that can play well sans a a, a better than average offensive line. Um, and I still think that these guys will look better behind you know with other with other players play better. But in terms of run blocking, um, both the both offensive line and the quarterback position affect how teams attack us. Mm-hmm. which will affect how he can run the ball. Now, Tank had tough sledding this year because teams did not respect the pass, so they just loaded the box up against the run, and we couldn't make them pay enough through the air, so it was it was tough, right? It was tough on him in the run game, and I think that that might play a little bit into why he's looking for another situation. Instead of running against eight to ten-man fronts again right. for another year, you know, I can transfer immediately, most places I go, I will get significant time, or I will start immediately. Yeah, I don't. Th- and, I can't think of a place where he would not be the starter day one. Except is is the kid from Michigan State coming back? Oh yeah, but you know I don't think he'll go that far north. Uh, you're talking I'm about just, the guy. I'm just I'm just thinking about marquee programs with really yeah. good running backs, right? Like, I can't think I, of just, any, even in the SEC. I can't think of a place where he would go. Even if he went to Bama, if he decided to go to Bama. No, he's still the best running back on the roster if he goes to Bama tomorrow. Yeah, he would play. He would play significant time in that system, right? Um, so um, this might be the best decision for him, certainly. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I think that his decision had more to do with how they utilized him. Mm-hmm. You know, there are other things, you know, involved in these guys' decisions that you guys don't hear about that I hear about from their parents, <laughs> which is funny. You know, there are girlfriends and friends and like, you know, there are all kind of things that, that these teenagers are trying to factor into their decision about whether to stay or whether to go at a particular school. So I would just say, you know, we can speculate all day. At the end of the day, uh, we, we, we just hope that it works out with the guys that decide to stay. You know, I appreciate that um, for the most part, uh, Didi's camp has said, listen, man, he's here for the spring battle. Uh, TJ's camp has said the same, um, you know, and there are guys here who have sorted their stuff out and have been unwavering and, and, and just, you know, if there's drama going on with them potentially transferring, it's not out there. That energy is not out there for fans to consume because they're handling it differently than some of these other transfers have been handled. All right. Um, so I definitely appreciate those guys who kind of just gone about their business quietly, trying to make the best decision for them and for any player where I'm pro player. I'm pro-Auburn, but let me tell you something. I'm pro-player because right. Auburn, the institution, has screwed over a lot of people as well, too. So I mean, co- listen, college football is is a business at the end of the day, whether we mm. want to look at it like that or not. And people are making business decisions all the time. That's players. That's institutions. Yep. That's the NCAA. They're making decisions that benefit their business. Um, and so because of that, I, I want players to figure out what's the best situation for them. And, you know, this isn't going to be a popular statement. If that means Tank Bigsby needs to go somewhere else and, 100%. And, and, and light up the scoreboard for a year so he can go make the most of his career as a collegiate athlete, then by all means, go and do that. So yeah, go I, get want your bag. You, I want him to stay at Auburn because 
I love the talent that he brings to the field. Same thing for like, and I said this before, you can believe it or not, I actually wanted Bo to stay because I think Bo is super talented. Again, I think Bo's ceiling is amazing. The problem is I didn't see him reach that ceiling consistently enough and it frustrated me as a fan. And so, you know, I I don't want to see talented guys go play somewhere else and have amazing careers somewhere else. It's going to be really weird to watch Bo Nix play college football for another team. It's going to be super weird to see Sean Shivers in an Indiana um, University Mm -hmm. uniform. Really wish him well, though. But if that's the decision you've made for your college career, I'm not going to sit here and be like, screw you. You never, I you know, Auburn, like, listen, I ain't got no negative energy for nobody leaving the program. Again, until you come out here and big cat the situation— we good. I ain't got no beef. Don't yeah. go handle your business, bro. Like, what? What? Why do I need to have personal vested interest in that when it's your career that you're trying? Like, that ain't. That's yeah. that's lame, bro. Like, find something else to do with your life. 